Happy New Year. Blessed that you're with us today. I wanted to start out today with some funny images of people I found on the internet of people losing their balance. I, I think these are funny. I might be the meanest guy in the church. Uh, this guy, uh, head first down the steps, not sure how that ended, but certainly lost his balance. Uh, this guy, uh, so he's a skateboarder. I don't know if you can see the skateboarder, a skateboard. So maybe it, we feel a little bit better about him falling because, you know, you're on a skateboard. It's what happens. Uh, this poor lady, uh, I think the wind caught her. I can't tell. Looks really windy. Maybe it caught that big white bag and knocked her down. She lost her balance. And this final guy, real trouble. Um, <laughs> I think it's hilarious. I should be the host of that America's Funniest Video. We love that show. So his head is caught in the ladder, foot is caught in the ladder, falling down the steps. Look at the intensity of the hand grabbing uh, the steps so he doesn't slide any farther down uh, the steps. People who have lost their balances. George introed earlier uh, in our worship session that we're beginning a brand new sermon series called Balance, Becoming All God Wants Us to Be. And virtually everything that we know of um, has to do with balance. The fact that we exist, that the, sun, uh, that the earth is the perfect distance from the sun. There's a balance there, right? Too close, we burn up. A little bit farther away, we'd freeze. We know people who are architecture people and engineers. There's balance there. If you uh, design or build a structure that's out of balance, certainly it'll fail. Even our doctors and, and medical professionals would say that if there's a health issue, oftentimes it's a problem with balance. There's an imbalance in your body. Our text for today comes from the very last verse of Luke 2. This is the most traditional, maybe the most well-known and loved Christmas chapter in the Bible. Luke 2 tells us the story of Jesus' birth, so obviously we've been there quite a bit in the last couple of weeks. But at the very end, the very last verse, Jesus is already 12 years old, so it jumps ahead quite a bit. One simple verse for us to concentrate on this morning. Luke 2, verse 52. Jesus grew in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. Let's come together in prayer. Father in heaven, uh, 2020 is here and we are excited. Another blessed year for us to open your word. We are grateful for it. Thank you for it. We open it carefully but with great joy. We'd like to understand fully what you have for us this morning. So speak clearly. Holy Spirit, come, guide, and direct us. Encourage us. Sanctify us. Glorify yourself. In Jesus' name we pray. And together we all say... Amen. So the way uh, today's sermon will unfold is that there'll be a long time on point number one because I kind of really want to overemphasize point number one, then we'll spend a little bit of time in the rest of the sermon. Uh, it's kind of an introductory uh, sermon of where we're going uh, in the next five weeks. And point number one is this, is when speaking about balance in the Christian realm, there really is a paradox. And the paradox is this, balance in your life comes from an unbalanced, one-sided, Radical dependence on and surrender and obedience to God. George spoke about that a little bit earlier. Let's make 2020 a real year of surrender, a real year of dependence. The paradox is, and when we're talking about Christian balance, it really starts with an imbalance in our lives, that we are sold out for Christ, that we're holding nothing back. Our dependence is completely on him. There's nothing that we want to control. The reason I'm really going to um, overemphasize this point today is that we're speaking about balance, and in the weeks, weeks to come, you'll come to church and say, they're talking about balance in church, so that means balance. And, and, and maybe, erroneously, you would say, well, balance must mean some Jesus in my life, and to be balanced, there probably should be some sin. Um, there might be some God in my life, but if there's balance, there must be some rebellion. Balance might mean some obedience to the life that God invites me to live in, but to be balanced, maybe there's mixed in there some um, hatred of my parents, some lying and some cheating on my taxes. Now, I know you all know better than that, but I really want to overemphasize that because balance can be a little bit misleading. 
When we talk about these ideas of balancing Jesus and sin, we're talking about casual Christianity. This is an erroneous thought. This is uh, an error that says we are Christians, we speak Christian things, we do Christian things, but in reality our lives don't look any different than who we were before we met Christ. Our lives look exactly like the rest of the world. It all starts with a completely one-sided, unbalanced surrender and obedience to God. So King Solomon in the Old Testament, David's son, wisest man ever, richest guy ever, he has the world um, at, his, at his doorstep. He wants to try everything. He tries pleasure, he tries women, he tries food, he tries possessions. Everything that the world can bring him, he can afford and has time for, so he tries it because certainly he'll figure out life that way. I'll just try everything. Certainly I'll find what makes me whole, what makes me feel like um, I have purpose in life. And his experiences through all that are written in the book of Ecclesiastes. And if you've read that, it's a little depressing because he's trying everything and he keeps coming up short thinking, that didn't make me happy. That didn't fill me up. And he tries everything under the sun as he says it. And the very last verse in Ecclesiastes says this. Now all has been heard. He's tried everything. Here's the conclusion of the matter. Here's what life adds up to. Fear God and keep his commandments. For this is the duty of all mankind. Now we can talk about this word fear. We stumble on that sometimes fearing God. Are we really supposed to be afraid? Yeah, sometimes. I mean, he's for real. He's not goofing around. Like there's a reckoning for those who are in rebellion against him. It's, it's for real. There's a holy fear. There's a loving fear. And we can talk about that. But the bottom line, Solomon says, who tried everything, is that there's really no balance in life at all. It's being completely sold out to God, being a God person and obeying his commandments, being in obedience to him, and a more positive way to say that is to accept the invitation that God has given you to living the life that he has granted you. A different translation of the same verse from the message translation, the last and final word on this, fear God, do what he tells you. That's life. So we're starting here with a complete imbalance, sold out for Christ, completely in surrendering, submitting, holding nothing back. The words get even stronger in the New Testament. Jesus says this to people who want to become his disciples. If anyone comes to me and does not hate father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, yes, even their own life, such a person cannot be my disciple. Whoever does not carry their cross and follow me cannot be my disciple. In the same way, those of you who do not give up everything you have cannot be my disciple. Pretty clear, pretty all in. If you were a betting person, you'd take all your chips and say, I'm all in for Christ. I'm holding nothing back. The beginning of balance in the Christian life starts with paradox. That to be balanced in your Christian life, we need to start with a complete imbalance, completely in for Christ, completely sold out. Later in Mark 10, the rich young ruler comes to Jesus and says, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus says, go, sell everything you have and give to the poor and you'll have treasure in heaven. Then come and follow me. At this, the man's face fell. He went away sad because he had great wealth. There is no casual Christianity. There's no part-time faith. The Bible says to find your life, you must lose it. That's all in. Balance in your life comes from an unbalanced, one-sided, radical dependence on and surrender and obedience to God. A couple more things on this first point. Christian writer named Gary Thomas wrote a book called Seeking the Face of God, and I think that's helpful for us today. Christian health is not defined by how happy we are, how prosperous or healthy we are, or even how many people we have led to the Lord in the past year. Christian health is ultimately defined by how sincerely we wave 
our flag of surrender. What he's saying is this, a great way to measure where you are with the Lord is, are you, are you holding anything back? Have you surrendered most of your life to him? But there's a couple things you feel more comfortable controlling yourself. For whatever reason, you think you'll do a better job than God. Maybe he doesn't get it. Maybe it's a lot more fun for you to control it. The plain and simple of it is, is if there are things we're holding back and not surrendering, we've entered the realm of idolatry. And the Bible speaks strongly against idolatry. Anything that comes between you and God, anything that is more important to you than God is an idol. And the problem really is fear. What will happen if I completely submit, if I completely surrender? I don't know if I trust God. Should I trust God? It seems like I should, but I'm not sure if I do it. There's a fear there. And Scripture speaks again and again to this fear. And one of my favorite places to go with this is the Old Testament prophet of Isaiah. And this is God speaking through Isaiah And God says, look, don't fear. I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. So again, that's really all on submitting, but I wanted to kind of hit you over the head with it kind of big time here at the beginning. So for the next five weeks when we're talking about surrender, or or rather balance, we realize that it comes from surrender. To be a balanced person, to have a balanced light, it comes from completely being a God person, completely receiving um, the gift of salvation by faith and grace that comes from Christ through the cross. So now let's talk about where we're going in the next couple of weeks. Next week we'll talk about emotional balance, the fruits of the Spirit we know from Galatians 5, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. This is a beautiful picture of emotional balance. And, and we'll concentrate a little bit more on two specific words, confidence and contentment. And when we are confident, balanced with contentment, there's great emotional balance. And a secret to confidence and contentment comes from a childlike response to what God offers us. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, you might have this on a bookmark or maybe on your refrigerator. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him, that's what we're talking about, and he will make your paths straight. Emotional balance. Next week when we talk about this, we'll talk about the Old Testament prophet Elijah. And by God's power, he wins a great victory over um, idol worshipers. It's a big deal, and we'll talk about it next week. And and he's a little bit like me, I suppose, because maybe you're like this too. Like, big emotional thing happens. Like, yay! Like, wow! You're like, you're euphoric. And, and full of adrenaline, literally, and like, yeah, and then it's over, and then there's a big dip, there's a big crash, and that's what Elijah experiences after this great, awesome victory. And how does he deal with it, and what does God have for us in that? Also, if you don't come back for that, come back next week for baptismal reaffirmation. How many people love that weekend? I love that weekend. We come forward, water on your forehead, a reminder that through the water and the word of baptism, you have been claimed and made clean. You are part of the family through this wonderful sacrament. It's a time for those of you who are not baptized to think about baptism again. There's nothing holding you back. Come see me. Come see George. Come see one of the pastoral leaders here. You ought to be baptized. Baptismal reaffirmation next week. In two weeks, we'll talk about spiritual balance. Second Peter 3, grow in two ways, in grace and knowledge, a balance. Grow in grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, 
Jesus Christ. We do good as Christians knowing things. We read the Bible. We know that we're sinners in need of a Savior, that Jesus is the Son of God, and he came to take away the sins of the world. He paid our debt on a cross so that now we're forgiven. He rose again. We know things. We know Bible stories. We know David and Goliath and Jonah and the whale and all those great things. We know them. That's knowledge. Is it in your life? Has it changed you? Has it given you a new heart? Are you redeemed? Are you born again? Knowledge and grace, knowing the truth of God and living it out, being changed. We'll talk about that balance next week. Here at Royal Redeemer, we have a vision to exchange everyday life for contagious Christian community. And we do that because of five reasons, and I thought this would actually show up better on the screen. I took it right from the website. I'm sorry that it didn't. But we do that for five reasons, because we've been given a love worth demonstrating, a journey worth walking, a truth worth holding, a message worth sharing, and a joy worth living. That's all knowledge. We'll learn how to plug that into our lives and have it change us, renew us, make us new. Then the week after that, we'll talk about mental balance. This is less about mental health, although we do talk about that and we do take it seriously and preach on that. But this is more about the way of thinking. How is your thinking? What, is there balance in your thinking? Romans 12, two, pretty famous verse, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Be transformed by the way you think. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. We need balance here because the way we think is really the way we live. And one of the things that we'll talk about at least this week, if not on the week that we really concentrate on this, is this great verse, and I really want you to think about this today and in the week to come. To take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. I do okay with that. I would have to say that most of the people I talk to in the church, out of the church, don't even know that this is a thing. Like we have the authority, friends, to take captive thoughts. I talk to guys who see attractive women and their minds go places. And they don't, think, they don't understand they have the ability to take that thought captive. It's not honoring God. It's not honoring your wife. It's not honoring this woman. And frankly, it's bad for you. Nothing good comes from this kind of lustful um, thought pattern that happens. Take that captive. Stop. Think a holy thought. Pray. Uh, let, let there be little cues in your life that when that happens, no, I'm taking that captive. My mind's not going there. I, I shared last night, I'm a little embarrassed, but you know, these TV shows, uh, 2020, and, and the ones that show these true crimes where people just do awful things. He got her in the van and drove her there and killed her. And I can't watch those anymore. They affect me. It does something to the mind. I have nightmares. I, we need to be pro proactive in taking our thoughts captive because um, they can lead to righteousness and they can lead to sin. So how's your uh, thought life? How's the balance when it comes to these things? In our final week, we'll talk about relational balance. Uh, there's a lot here in 2 Corinthians that God has given us the ministry of reconciliation, of fixing relationships. This is from God who fixed relationships, reconciled us to himself through Christ, and gave us the ministry of reconciliation that God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them. And he has committed us to a message of reconciliation, a message of being relationship fixers. Even if everything is going well in your life, if you've got messed up relationships, lousy relationships, life is hard. So just a couple things to think about today before we really dig into this in a couple of weeks. How are you choosing your friends? How are you um, deciding who is in your circle of your social circle? Are you an encourager? Are you speaking life into these people's lives? 
Are there boundaries in your life, in your relationships? Are you a good listener? Things that all go toward relational balance. God has given us a relationship with him through Jesus Christ, a, a, a reconciliation, a fixing of relationship because we were broken and away from God because of sin. And through the perfect work of Christ on the cross, we have been reconciled. Our relationship has been fixed. So God really knows what he's doing when it comes to reconciliation, when it comes to relationship sharing. And Webster's Dictionary would say that balance means harmony. And now there's a harmony between God and his people. And through the power of the Holy Spirit, we can share that harmony. We can share that relationship-fixing ability with those around us. And some of us have great relationships, and some of us have really fractured and broken and very difficult and, frankly, frustrating relationships. And we'll talk a lot about that in this final week of that sermon series. So giant overview this, this morning, I know. Here we are toward the end of the message. A couple of next steps for you. These are uh, at the bottom of your worship folder. Generally, we don't um, include a Bible verse with these, but I wanted to hear the first one, and there's a big, long line in your folder. Um, I would like for you to think about where there's imbalance in your life. Even now, even in this moment, write it in or do it this afternoon. Don't, don't let it get away. Where is there imbalance in your life? And then think about Proverbs 14.8, the wisdom of the prudent. In other, words, in other words, wise people give thought to their ways. They, they think about their ways. They think about their life. But foolish people live in deception. They just, uh, I don't even know what that means to think about my life. Number two, write out a plan of action. So what are you going to do? There's imbalance in my life. Okay, let's see how God is working in you to, to make it right. And finally, just a, a restatement of our first point. Find balance in your life by living unbalanced for and in Christ by giving your life completely over to him. Let's come together in prayer. Father, we thank you um, for this teaching. It's challenging to submit. What does it mean to surrender completely? What does it mean to give my life up and over to you? Can we trust you? What do I do with this fear? What do I do with this uncertainty? But by the power of your Holy Spirit, you change lives. We see it in ourselves. We see it in this community. We see it around the globe. So change us, let us submit, let us love you fully and wholly, holding nothing back. We give you the glory and we ask for your blessing. In Jesus' name, together we all say, amen. amen.